0: Welcome to North Georgia Business Radio X Business Minute. Today we are welcoming Dan Soya. I'm pretty sure that you guys have heard him on our show prior. So welcome, Dan. And he is with the PTSD Foundation. Welcome.
1: Hi. How are you? I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Joy.
0: So glad to have you on. Now. I, I hope I'm not interrupting you because I hear that you've you've had a pretty big couple of days. Can you let me know what's going on?
1: Oh, you know, it, despite all that's been going on in the world, it's still uh, the world keeps turning. And uh, it's, it was my birthday the other day, so I was up camping in, uh, I guess, I don't know how you pronounce it. I was pronouncing it such as, but I heard someone else pronounce it another way up uh, <laughs> In North Georgia, um, and uh, went camping and had a good time out there, uh, social distancing, for sure, in the woods, and uh, having a good time.
0: You know, that's one of the things that I love is that, of course, uh, Dan is on Facebook. Of course, PTSD Foundation is on Facebook as well. But seeing all that amazing stuff that you are doing, uh, camping, of course, social distancing, all of this that you have going on with your children. If you would have seen yourself 15, 20 years ago, would you have seen yourself doing this?
1: Oh, wow. That's a great question. <laughs> I mean, the, the the short answer is absolutely not. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Uh, today, when I spend time with my, with my kids out in the woods or in general, um. You know, I see myself as a father, you know, as an individual getting older and, and you know, it's not its not exactly where I, uh, you know, when you're younger, you're so selfish and, and so self-involved but today it's, it's all about my kids and I, I get so fulfilled and my cup gets so filled from being around them that uh, it's odd to me. It's a different feeling because I'm kind of new at it, you know, new, new relatively new to some people. Um, And I just, my cup gets so filled from being around them and being able to uh, spend time with them. And this has been one of the most interesting times in my life because I'm around them more than I ever expected to be around anyone. And uh, it's been a treat. It's been a trial and it's been very interesting.
0: So, so let's talk about Dan. Um, I love that. Of course, I'm a mom and we, we've done several uh, events together and we've talked, you know, extensively about our children, but... Talk to me about what was going on.
1: You know, when I when I got out of the military, you know, uh, back, you know, I, I, during, I, I September 11th was my senior year of high school. You know, you remember all that madness. Uh, joined the army, spent years and years in combat. Well, a couple years after that, and then went to college. You know, obviously, a very traumatic time for an 18, 19 year old. Um, I'm not going to gloss it over, but. Without going into detail, I went through a lot of trauma at a young age uh, as an 18, 19 year old and, um, you know, came back, tried to get my life normal, you know, got my, uh, got, got, went to college, got a law degree, was practicing attorney for a little while. And, you know, my life was a mess. And, 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 and I started a family after that. And just I couldn't get things transitioned the way that um, that you would expect, uh, you know, a normal person of my age to do, you know, in their early 20s. I. I finished a, a four-year term in the Army and, and two years in combat at the age of 21. So here I am, a 21-year-old, and I have experienced a lot of, uh, you know, very adult things, and to me, looking back, very much still a child. And um, yeah. so, yeah, so I went to school, went to college, got a career, but still was very deeply emotionally bruised, uh, very much so. And um, I self-medicated with first alcohol and then pills and all kinds of things and obviously that you know I'm sure many people can relate to there's a lot of fallout from that I don't have to go into detail saying there's fallout from from self-medicating um I I eventually crossed paths you know after trying a bunch of different options for treatment uh with the PTSD Foundation of America uh, about five years ago and uh went into their treatment center at Camp Hope and Uh, was surprised that it was all just, you know, this free program, free to combat veterans where they took me in and paid for everything and got me. You know, I I make the joke that when they told me, Hey, you can go here, we'll give you a plane ticket to go out and go to this treatment center. I thought, Okay, they'll harvest my organs and no one will ever hear from me again. But that was the thing. I was so desperate for help. I did it, and and it it changed my life so fundamentally to to be out there around a bunch of other uh, veterans, combat veterans, and to, um, get plugged in to get a family that I still have to this day, like, I mean, closer than the family I was born to. Um, these guys, I mean, I, I hear from them every day, I talk to them more than I talk to anyone that I'm blood related to. And, um, and it was an amazing to have that connection. That's something that I missed and something that I, that I lost uh, when I got out of the military. And so you know, transition of the day, we try and, and find those guys that are out there struggling, other combat veterans who are dealing with um, PTSD and all the things that come along with it, which is particularly addiction, alcoholism, and, and in some cases, some significant criminal behavior. And, and uh, we intervene and we try and get get them into treatment, try and get them to participate. Yeah. And uh, yeah.
0: So there's one thing that I, I, I kind of want to, um, and this is a personal thing for me, um, of course, you know, a, as you know, a lot of my family members have um, have been in the armed forces. When you said that you were able to go out there for free, um, uh, just to give a little bit of perspective, um uh, Dan and I were speaking before we started this interview, and I think perspective is very important at this part, especially when it comes to the PTSD Foundation of America. Um, nothing is free. You were you were able to go there because you were fighting for our freedom, just like all of your fellow brothers and sisters. And so, I don't believe that that was a free trip that was something that was earned and so just that's my little two cents there and i am so proud of all of our brothers and sisters in arms at this point everything that they have done are doing and continue to do um so i hope you don't mind that i kind of threw that in there dan um.
1: No, no, absolutely. I, I really appreciate that. I, I, I would say that, you know, when when you say, you know, free, there there comes to a veteran, I think people out there can understand that, especially people who are dealing with, you know, the, the Department of Veterans Affairs and their health care treatment is that, you know, you have the option of VA, which is available to us as veterans, which I'm not, I, I have nothing, I'm not, I'm not here to, to, to diss on the VA, but it, it, it is um, a system that is very complex, a lot of red tape, and to get the kind of treatment that you that a combat veteran might need is uh, can be very difficult to say the least. And um, so beyond that, you have you know the option of the treatment that's provided to you by by way of your service, which is the VA, and then you have the treatment you can pay for, which comes from you know working and having Blue Cross or or another insurance, you might, whatever, and then you pay for that. And then this is an option that's the third option that's available to combat veterans, which is you know a nonprofit that comes in and says. Hey, because people cared so much about what you did, like you just said, a sacrifice, that they're willing to, you know, pony up the cost, which to me was, you know, never something that I thought I deserved because I went in as a kid. I went in for reasons that were, you know, 9 11, you know, retribution, selfish reasons, get a college degree, all that stuff. And to think that there were people out there that cared enough to support us was um, super, super humbling and meaningful and uh, something that makes me very, uh, grateful to this day that, that that this country is one where we support each other and we support people who make sacrifices
0: and i think that's probably one of the best things um we support one another we support our country um i still to this day i, I cannot walk into any place and see someone with a hat or a jacket or anything um I want to thank them for their service. I don't care when it was, where it was, if it was for a short term, if it was for a long term, it does not matter. And I love the fact that you're talking about, okay, so you can go to the VA, which is, you know, very capable. But like you said, a lot of red tape, and I'm not familiar with that. And that's something that a lot of people can get in touch with you, um, you know, regarding But also, PTSD Foundation of America, you mentioned um, at the end of that, you said, you know what, there were so many people that were giving money, and I know, happy birthday again, but you were raising money, and you've already extended, like, you've exceeded your goal on, you know, all of the people that are giving money to this amazing foundation and so how does that work? Tell us how fundraising goes and tell us how that money is spent.
1: Oh, yeah. So thank you so much, Joy, for asking that. Um, yeah, that's a complex situation there. Uh, we, we, um, we operate 100% off the grace of the public. Uh, there's a lot of nonprofits that receive uh, federal funds and um, grant money from states. Uh, we've chosen uh, quite, um, quite actively and quite intentively to opt out of that because once you choose, once you choose to take in federal money and state money, um, it comes along with that red tape which we wow. talked about yeah. earlier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so 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 that has excluded us from a certain revenue stream, and um, I think that's what's appealing about our process is that. You know, that we uh, are allowed to have a little more leeway in what we do to, to, for veterans to help fellow, fellow veterans. Um, but at the same time, and in times like these, you know, we, we, cut our, we cut a certain revenue source off. So we do a lot of um, events, you know, a lot of fundraisers, uh, grassroots, getting people involved, going directly to, I would say, lo- lovely, lovely, uh, you know, businesses and corporations. Uh, this is North Georgia Business Radio, and I would say there's some great businesses that have supported us um, locally and nationally. Uh, that have that, that just come out and they do golfing tournaments for us. Um, you know, one of our largest supporters is a company called Gray Star, which is the nation's largest property management company, um, yeah. a, among others. Comcast, a few a few other companies that come in, but a lot of our fundraising is done through uh, through events, uh, golfing tournaments. Uh, you know, p- getting people yeah. together, which it's just interestingly enough now has been and you know, now and difficult it's not. And
0: <laughs> you know, it's so funny. That was actually my next question. I was going to say. Yeah. So, so Dan, tell us how, like, with what's been going on with COVID nineteen and all of the limitations on on what's going on. How has that affected? Um, you here as the director in this area, and also PTSD Foundation of America as a whole.
1: Right. So I think that I, I love to look at every um, every roadblock, if you if you will, or, or problem as a um, as an opportunity. Right. So yeah, we'll
0: call it a speed hump. A,
1: a speed hump. It what it's taught us, it's taught me as, as the leader out here, and I think us nationally as an organization, it's, it's taught us a great deal that uh, we need to diversify right just like anything else you know when you invest in stocks or whatever you know diversify the way in which um, we we get our funding not to say we're looking for that next uh, federal grant but diversify as in, um you know we're having to learn new ways to do business I think everyone is you know you look at the restaurant industry definitely uh, absolutely everyone's, you know mm-hmm. signing on to do new ways to do business you look at these DoorDash and you know Grubhub and all these different companies coming out I mean that's you know this is their time to shine, and I hate to say it that way, but absolutely it's teaching us a new thing. So for us, you know, um, golf tournaments and, you know, wine tastings and all these things that we used to do to get people out and to raise awareness and raise money um, are kind of going to be a, you know, barbecue cookoffs are just kind of going to be a, a, a non – something we can't do for a little while at least, you know. Who's to say how long that is? So um, we're we're slowly learning. Uh, We know that, you know, directly reaching out to those people, um, you know, I learned something interesting, you know, for uh, the fact of the matter is that there are people in certain industries who have the ability to to be philanthropists and support us that aren't necessarily struggling. I think the most amazing thing, and I don't say amazing in a good way, but the most interesting thing about COVID-19 and what we're doing right now is how differently it's affecting different people, right? So, uh, ah. different people are having completely different experiences based on what field you work in, what your job was, what your education level is, and what your background is. So, one person might be there, there are quite literally people who are making money now, right? Who are doing, who are, yes. who are, the situation has improved because of this epidemic, just like in a war, you know, there are yes. profiteers. And I'm not, I'm not saying that as a bad thing, it's just, It's the industry and there are people who are making money and there are people who are drastically losing money. So we have to look towards the people who are doing well and say, look, you know, if you want to be part of this community, look at people that own. Exactly. You know, the people who are owning hardware stores and big box store and look to those people and say, look, like you're at a point uh, right now where you're not suffering. You might actually be doing better. And, uh, and some of us have to look to them and say, look, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to remember who stepped to the plate, right? As far as businesses go, and who, who stepped up and did something good. And, and <laughs> I've seen, I've seen some amazing things that people come out and do some amazing things. And and I think we're going to remember that as a, as a society and as a people.
0: And I think you're exactly correct on that because um, I know that you and I, you know, we were uh, part of, you know, and are still part of one giant movement that's going on that you know, it kind of happened on a whim. And, and so I, I want to give kudos to those people. I have, I, I've seen a lot of things. And I love what you just said, because it's just like, you know, a lot of people are saying, when is it going to go back to normal? And I think what we're experiencing now is a new normal. And I'm going to go back to that one word that we talked about. And I think that we all need to alter our perspective. We need to take a step back, see what we can and cannot control and say, hey, okay, what can, what do I have to offer um, to be able to do this? I mean, just like with you, you you aren't able to do the big golf tournaments at this point. You know, you guys aren't able to do, like, the luncheons or the dinners or whatnot because of this. Um, Just like you're on the phone with me. You aren't able to sit in front of me in the studio. Um, But we adapt. And adaptation is part of a new normal and... A new perspective, and so mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. I want to I, I want to ask you one more thing: How can how can people reach out to you? Like if if there's someone who is in need of these services, and even though we're in this you know this crisis at this point, um, how can they how can they get in touch with you? Because obviously a lot of people they they may not have cell phones or whatnot, social media, anything like that. Can you give us that information, Dan?
1: Yeah, Joy, thank you. Um, so what I will say is our our, our, our ability to um, do our job and help the veterans who need our help and those who need our help ha- hasn't slowed down at all. Um, we just have to find new and creative ways to do it. And so, um, so we're out here, we're still uh, doing our groups and uh, still taking in combat veterans for treatment. Um there are multiple ways to get in touch and uh obviously you can go to the, our webpage that's uh, www.ptsdusa.org. We have the, the great ways our Facebook page that's PTSD Foundation of America and each individual chapter has their own Facebook page and we have our national chapter um, and then I always encourage anyone who um, who wants to get in touch or find out how we can help. If there's a way to email, you can email me at s o l l a at ptsdusa.org. Um, and yeah, so we are still, we're still chugging on. We're still taking in new residents into our treatment center. We are still hosting groups. As a matter of fact, uh, when I get off this call about an hour later, we're hosting one of our groups on Zoom, which is an amazing technology, which has taught us a lot, um, about our outreach. And, um, yeah, so, so we are, we are going on nonetheless and And, here to help.
0: No, that's wonderful. Now I want to ask just in case, all right, say somebody here in North Georgia, um, They know someone, maybe in Colorado or in Montana or Alabama or someone that could possibly use this. Is there like a national number that someone can call that this can be shared nationally and not just here?
1: Uh, So, yeah, thank you. That's a great question, Joy. Thank you. Um, so Nash, we are, we are. The, the beautiful thing about this organization is we have chapters throughout the country, but that doesn't really limit our ability to do outreach to, to veterans. Um, we will absolutely do uh, as much outreach, including getting an airplane, getting getting a veteran on an airplane and getting them where we need to get them to treatment. We pay for 100% of that, regardless of where they are in the United States and sometimes outside. We've dealt with the Philippines before, you know, so... Um, we we will we will make that happen if they can get in contact with us. Uh, the best way is always through through our website. If they reach out and let us know where that person is, um, and 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 a, a good phone number for contact, I assure you, you know one of those things is if you if you go on our website and put that, you know I have a veteran that needs help tab uh, at ptsdusa.org. Uh, we will get in touch with you and my executive director who's out in Houston will be emailing whomever in the middle of the night, regardless of what time it is to say, Hey, you know, we need a solution to this problem that's just been presented. So I encourage everyone out there who may know some veteran who needs our help dealing you know, with PTSD addiction and all these other things um, to go onto that website, to reach out, regardless of where you are,
0: It does. No doesn't matter yeah. if
1: you're in Alaska, Africa, wherever, we'll find a way to help if it's a, an American combat veteran, who, who needs our help or, or, you know, a, a veteran who served in the United States military, regardless of their nationality, um, we are here to help them 100%.
0: And this is, that's what's so amazing. Um, and this is something I am privileged. Um, I myself, Joy Whitlow, am very privileged uh, to know Dan Soya and, and be, um, as much help as I can to the PTSD Foundation, please, guys, do not forget, this is not just North Georgia. This is not just regional. This is not just national. This is worldwide. If you know someone who would benefit from this, please, please go to the website. All you have to do, just like you heard Dan say, all you have to do is reach out, and you can reach out for someone else. Someone will get in touch with you, and it's amazing. I I, I love what these people are doing. Like I said, I think this is one of the one of the greatest uh, one of the greatest organizations that I've had the privilege of even coming in contact with. And so, Dan, would you? We already have all of your contact information, so. I do have one thing left to say. Happy yeah, birthday wow. to you.
1: Happy <laughs> birthday to
0: you. You made it and we thank you. And you're helping people too. All right. See? Oh,
1: thank you. Oh, look thank at that.
0: So yeah, you didn't know I was a poet. Wow. Um look at you. I know. There are so many things. No. All right, guys. Dan, is there anything that you would like to add before we wrap it up for today?
1: You know, I I think that uh, the last thing I would like to say is that the most important thing that we can do right now is to just be kind. (laughs) And I think uh, that's the mantra that I wake up to that a friend of mine told me not too long ago is that every act that we do right now is looked at as political, whether it be one way or another. Um, but I think if we can all keep a mindset that in the morning, if we can wake up to be kind to each other, um, then we are winning, uh, we're doing good. So just, uh, be kind. That's the thing I can say. You know what? Thank you so much.
0: I love it. Dan, thank you so much for being a part of North Georgia Business Radio X Business Minute, uh, for coming on and and sharing um, how you've been dealing with all of this and uh, along with your story and what you guys have to offer uh, from the PTSD Foundation of America. And so keep sharing, share this information, let people know that there are businesses still out there. This is what we're here for. As Dan said, be kind, keep everything in perspective and we'll see you soon. If you own a business in North Georgia or you know of someone who owns a business in North Georgia that you would like nominated for North Georgia Business Radio X Business Minute, please give us a call at 678-653-5288 or you can email me, joy, at joy at businessradiox.com.